Welcome to the Lakeland Sports Guys. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox beside me. We got the coach Dan Spivey in the house here at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood, where Howard and his staff twice baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich, the special today. But don't just take it on Thursday. Come in any day of the week. They have some great specials to go along with that throughout the day. But we got a lot of high school football to talk about. We'll also talk about uh, FCA. They had their big banquet that took place on Wednesday night. We'll give you details on that. Um, also, uh, we'll talk a little bit about college. Got Chris's chaos. That's coming our way a little later on today as well. So sit back, relax, and strap it on because we're going to have a lot of fun through next uh, hour, hour and a half here. Let's go. Let's ride. All right. Um, uh, kind of on a somber note, I want to start things off here because uh, I I spent on the phone and in person when uh, we were over at, at Fox Sports Greenwood. Uh, Tommy Moody was uh, part of Learfield Sports at that time as well, and he was the one that, that kind of recruited uh, me and, and said, hey, we really need you guys to carry this. We need Gamecocks up in this area in the, in the upstate. And I said, you know what? Um, throw me a couple of tickets here, there, and whatever, and, and sure, not a problem. We'd be glad to do that. Uh, sad to report that he passed away in his sleep at the age of 72. Uh, that, according to uh, family and friends, he survived by two daughters and two uh, grandsons to go along with that. But surprised everybody because this this was a healthy individual. Yes, I mean, he uh, and I don't mean you know a big individual. I mean he, he ate right, he exercised constantly. Um, you know he he was for being 72, he looked like he was in his early 60s, late 50s in that regard. But he is definitely going to be missed. He affected a lot of lives, including my own. Well, I mean, and just a, a book of knowledge when it came to Gamecock sports, anything really related to Gamecocks. He, and he didn't mind sharing his opinion with you. He would listen to your opinion. Uh, tireless worker, tireless. And he's sorely going to be missed, and of course, I was picking at Willie this morning. Um, you hate, and we all, you know, our prayers and all go out to the family. But I told Willie, I said, well, there's your opening, Willie. You got a chance. Uh, you need to go on down there to 107.5 and put your application in. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Willie's got as much knowledge as Tommy had. I tell you, the baseball community is going to be hit the hardest. Yeah, hardest. I mean, that, you know, you think about it, and that's what I think about with, with that baseball team with Reigns back in the day and every coach we've had come through there, player come through there. And it's just it's cool now to see it because he would even bring it to the attention, especially in 107.5 when I would stream it. Like Christian Walker still playing, yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, and he would hit every high knot, Jordan Montgomery. That's how I knew he was pitching for the Rangers. After all the trades, that was a part of what he would do show-wise, but he would keep you up with what Gamecocks are doing now. And and we talked about it. I wish it had more to do with the football than the basketball because I know he, he was a little bit of a part of the basketball too, but he and Todd Ellis would have been the team. Yeah. I would have. That's one I would have really loved to have heard was Tommy Moody, and but you know he got stuck with the other Tommy, which is fine because they they've got a little partnership there that make them great. But yeah, just tough law for the Gamecock community. It started scrolling through on Facebook last night about I don't know nine something, and it's just like Gamecock Central lit up, and I was like, so I text Willie because he's Gamecock, all knowing Gamecock, and he's like. Hadn't heard it yet. Let me let me check. Let me make some my, my contacts. <laughs> let me and make my calls. Yep. So he takes me back this morning and he said yes. And I said, well, I'd already had the information about him. But um, and you were talking about the fact that 
that I didn't know that he was – I knew he was from Columbia. I didn't know that he played at AC Flora. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of draw the similarities with what we do with Greenwood and the, that's the team that we play baseball and in football. And just like I said, this will be a tough week in, in Columbia. Uh, well, and that, that funeral is going to be huge. It will be. And, you know, he played for a legendary Bobby Richardson, you know, former New York Yankee and uh, came back home and – uh, that's who he played for. That's who his coach was while he played there. So uh, the man had a lot of stories he could delve into with you. Yeah, well, he did that in baseball at the games as well. You got to, <laughs> He entertains yeah. you not only with the game but also with the past of the game that go along with it. So it's going to be – I mean, if you're the next individual that has to be the play-by-play guy for baseball at, at University of South Carolina, uh, this is a tough, tough – seat to fill right now. That's going to be like filling Bear Bryant and Pinky Bab shoes. You're not yeah. going to do it. We'll see. Yeah, they'll find somebody, but it won't be the same. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like what, what Ray Tanner had to say, or Mike Kingston had to say. He basically said, the most genuine, authentic person in our community today is Tommy Moody. Um, we always had a pleasure to, when he was around. Love talking all things Gamecocks with him. And, you know, it's it's just he's going to be missed regardless of, of – not only with the Gamecock community, but with the Columbia community as well to go along with all yeah. that. Just a great individual. Um, so passing of that, uh, we'll send our prayers down with him as well. And then also congratulations, FCA had their – FCA the Lakelands had their annual banquet this past Wednesday. Dax Seaborn ended up getting the player of the year for the FCA. So congrats to Dax uh, with the Greenwood Eagles, our offensive tackle. And then uh, the coach of the year, congrats to Tad DeBose, the head football coach at Emerald High School. Um, you read what he had to say, uh, what people had to say about him. Just a great leader, exemplified the mission of FCA and what it has involved into over there. And even with their record as of right now, throw that out because he has managed to keep this team together and keep these guys playing. And they play to the last whistle. They're not giving up. They're, they're, and he's doing it the right way, and that's all you can ask of, of any coach. Just do it the right way. You don't have to go in here and start recruiting from other schools. and Take what you got and, and build a team, and that's what he's doing. So congrats to those two, Tad DeBose, Coach of the Year for FCA, and, of course, the Student Athlete of the Year goes to Greenwood offensive lineman Dax Seaborn. Um, get to see him play Friday night. It's going to be yep. a lot of fun watching that. Uh, and then, uh, guys, guess what happened uh, on Tuesday? Everything lit up. I, I, if your phone was like mine, uh, what you got, but the rosters for the North-South yeah. game that happens down at Myrtle Beach in the end of December, December 9th, by the way, over there at Doug Shaw Memorial, uh, just absolutely lit up. And we got some Lakeland guys that are involved in all this. Let me just run down the North because that's that's where it basically all starts when you look at the North. The quarterbacks are going to be Coleman Gray from Chapman, Malachi Marshall from South Point, two really good. Uh, senior quarterbacks. Your running backs, Shaheem Robs out of Belton Honeypath. That was a no-brainer, I think, <laughs> in that yeah. one. Um, and then you got uh, Keeman Brunson out of Saluda. Elijah Coleman from Chester. Another great couple of running backs to go along with that. Your wide receivers, Terrence Smith from South Aiken. Rashawn Cunningham from Chapman. You got uh, Amazon Littlejohn from Gaffney. Chase Bird from Greer, Dion Brown from uh, Louisville, and Josh Williams, who did not play last week, out at Westside. Yeah. 
And then the, your tight end is going to be Caden Crawford over there with the Red Devils from Clinton. The offensive line, A.J. Ross from Greenwood making the cut uh, there. He'll be on the team. Uh, you also got Dalen Barber, Barbary out of Airport, Braylon Kesseling, Kesseling out of Midland Valley, Chase uh, Grekek out of T.L. Hanna. You also got Jack Recker out of Indian Land, Brandon Putoon out of Wagner Sally, and J.T. Sarrell out of Great Collegiate, also Vince Ventry. From Northwestern and Steve O'Dell from Broom. So, just by mentioning some of the names of the schools, you can kind of get an idea how good these guys are going to be. Defensive line: you got uh, Karen Foster from Gaffney, Jaden Young from Daniel, from Abbeville, the quickest center or nose guard just out there right now. Jay Harris, just a wrecking ball of an individual that's there. His first couple of steps, if you're not on your game, he's right by you. Uh, Jakari Bennett from JL Mann. You've got um, a defensive tackle, or no, DT Thomas, who plays defensive tackle, uh, is going to be from Broom. you got Jaden Wilson Abrams from Greenville. Uh, Bruce Knobber from Greenville as well. And your linebackers, Cam Durant from McCormick, one of the Chiefs, makes it onto the list. You've got um, uh, Jake Curtis from T.L. Hanna, JoJo Bennett from Boylan Springs, James Oates from Burns, and for another one from Abbeville, you got Mahil Bowie that's going to be joining the crew down there as well. And your defensive backs, you got Jaden Simpkins from Midland Valley, Zay Offord from Great Collegiate, Nye Cook from Broom or Burns, Bryson Steele from York, Anthony Lyons from Greer, Devon uh, Crumpton from Spring Valley, uh, Brandon Tamer from Dorman, and your kicker, we all know who this is, from North Augusta. That Mr. would be Stevens. one Jack Stevens. <laughs> We've seen him up front and personal, and he is the real deal. And, of course, the head coach is Will Young out of Greer. Um, you got assistant coaches, Chris Allalt from Midland or Mid-Carolina, Willie Fox from Wagner Sally, Jeffrey Frosner from Daniel, Justin Garner from Palmetto, Reggie Shaw from Burns, which is a huge that's there. Also, Bruce Dingler from Spring Valley browned out the coaching staff. And if you're sitting back there just saying, wait a minute, how did so – this is North-South, so just relax. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the, your shrine bowl will yeah. – it'll be out a little bit later. Yeah. But And, you know, that reader kid out of uh, – out of Christchurch, will be on there too at running back. So, but yeah. like I said, they did a really good job, and the sheer fact that you know we get to see uh, AJ Ross every week play football, and we don't give him the honorables that he must be needing from us. So we got to do a little bit better job with with what he's doing. But we, you got guys like Dax and the rest of that crowd on the offensive line. He just gets kind of pushed to the side a little bit, and he doesn't mind that. He's not about the numbers. He's not about the adulation. He's about blocking for his runners and quarterback. So, and he does a really good job doing that. So, that, congratulations to him. Well, you Big need on. to take your little red marking pen there and maybe highlight his name so you can mention him a few more times tomorrow night. We 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 do say him a <laughs> lot. We, we do we do we don't we've talked about him, but he's that unsung hero. He's so the quiet speak. worker that gets yeah. the job done yeah. that doesn't expect the glory or the... Yeah. Well, he's kind of beside Robert Stevens. It's our center that mm-hmm. does the pushing too. So that's the one reason that we go to that side a lot. I can promise you that. Yeah. That's the reason they go to that, to that side of the field to run and pass the ball. All right. Um, also, guys, I don't know if you know it, but volleyball playoff started yesterday to go along with that. Greenwood plays oh. at Aiken tonight, so good luck to the girls as they make their way down there to take on... Uh, uh, the Jackets in that regard. Also uh, tonight, um, Emerald, they're going to be hosting BHP, the Bears. 
to go along with that. Um, and Saluda will be at Landrum. Also, Abbeville is at home. They get Silver Bluff. Oh, actually, I think that took place last night, didn't it? I think it did. I think right. Abbeville ended up winning against Silver Bluff in 96, just destroyed Strom Thurmond in the process of that. So they advance on. Um, and then, guys, uh, in 1A, you got Macby um, is going to host Ware Shoals. Also, Dixie will host Great Falls. And McCormick is on the road at Louisville. Boys, by the way, they take uh, the playoffs and start next week. I believe the 23rd is the first game, and Greenwood's going to be at AC Flora for that one. I'm, I looked at the wrong. I must look something wrong. I was thinking we were going to go back to Irmo and try to beat, up, beat their brains in. <laughs> we'll go to Flora. Flora's fine. It's fine. Yep. And then um, in the Skiza, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Greenwood Christian is going to be at home. So. Um, they get one of the, I think they get one of the Myrtle Beach teams. I'll have to go back and double check on that and see. But should be a fun one either way you look at it. Looking forward to all that. Yeah. As volleyball gets underway, I'm and, have to go and check this is out a really good for the Greenwood boys because that program hadn't been Just in existence started. but about two years. And well, all of them, yeah. And here you are, you're you're into the playoffs, and and, and you know that's kind of a reward, I guess, for all the hard work that you put in. Now let's. Let's keep putting the work in. Let's keep getting better. And uh, who knows what can happen. Wouldn't it be something to have a boys' volleyball champ- state championship trophy stuck in the case? <laughs> would be uh, nice to have that. that. They would be some that would be saying, what? We didn't even know we had a boys' volleyball team. <laughs> That's about like Vanderbilt winning the national bowling. championship in bowling. You know, nobody <laughs> even knew they had it. <laughs> I'm mad we didn't win. How did they come through Columbia and not bowl? I mean, we should have been there for that, even though we don't have a team. But something cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the games that are coming up. We'll get into high school football here. And there's been some changes due to the inclement weather. Let's just call it what it is. It's going to rain. Uh, Some folks have gone ahead and moved some changes, moved some game times around. Games tonight, we'll start with those. uh, First and foremost, where Shoals is going to be at home. They get to take on the reigning 1A champs in Southside Christian at 7.30 tonight. And, um, you know, where Shoals coming off uh, that loss last week. This this one, to me, this is a must-have. If you can somehow, some way, pull this off uh, against the Sabres, uh, this would be huge uh, for the Purple Hornets. Agreed. That's one. But, that, you, it's one that, yeah, uh, you said it best. It's a but. It's, it's a, it's a must-need. <laughs> To go well, along with that. May, maybe if they get a little bad weather up there tonight, maybe that will help. Uh, well, but Southside Christian is just it. loaded, and again, they're yep. they're projected to go deep into the playoffs once again. So hopefully, uh, you know that running back they've got up there uh, is, you know, Lomax. he'll be a, he'll be on his A game and be able to pull some things off and yep. make some big runs. Justice. Justice will be served. There you go. There you go. All right. uh, The other game is going to be taking place over at Dixie. The other Hornets, the green one, is going to be taking on Anderson Cavaliers. And this is a non-region matchup uh, as Anderson's going to be coming down. This is a game that uh, Anderson's played lots of different teams in the 1A ranks in and around the Lakelands over the past, uh, what, five, ten years in that regard. But this is one of those private schools that, that... nobody really talks about, but it's really good. Yeah, you, you, you don't hear about them till you play them. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think, you know, Dixie's being at home, and uh, it's late in the season. You need a win just for the boys. I mean, just get a win, and you'll feel better at practice next Monday. So, Let it propel you. I mean, like yeah. I said, that's, that's one – 
that's a, that's that's a very positive gauge coming in. That that's one that you could possibly go in. You don't want to be too cocky, but knowing this is a game you can't win, though. Because like but, the Anderson's and played a lot is, of. And this is one of those private schools. We're not going to put them right up there with the ranks of Christchurch and Southside Christian mm-hmm. and all that just yet. A couple uh, years, maybe. Give them a couple years, and they may be in that same boat. So. Get your yeah, wins they, they, now, guys. They're more of a skeezer team yeah. than they are a, a, a public team, I guess, for a South Carolina league team yeah. to go along with that. So Dixie, though, has got a really good defense. Looking forward to that standing up here once again and all of that. But um, Dixie, in my opinion, also has an offense that uh, I don't want to say it, it's – Continue, well, I'm just going to say it. This continues to improve from game to game as they have, but they haven't identified one individual as being their main guy. Well, I think they're young on that on that side of the ball. I think the quarterback's a sophomore, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so, you know, just don't shoot yourself in the foot. You know, don't turn the ball over and – You'll be fine. You know, you can go win this ball game. Hopefully they'll have good officials there. Because this <laughs> is, you won't be fighting the four-way schools for officials tonight. No, you, you won't. You'll be getting some good ones. Well, you will. I mean, Westside is still taking on easily tonight uh, as well. That'll be another yeah. Thursday night game that only Greenwood is really interested in yeah. uh, here and around the Lakelands to go along with that. But um, I'm looking forward to Dixie coming out here and, and establishing some offense uh, that's there because we know the defense is going to show up yep. in that regard. All right, uh, moving on to Friday's games. Uh, Saluda is at Fox Creek, 7.30 start. Saluda Tigers, congrats. They got uh, their running back into the uh, north-south game, and um, we can't express enough just how, how great a runner he is uh, anytime you get nominated to come into the ranks of something like that. Uh, but uh, Kamane Brunson has got, yeah. what, over 600 yards of rushing offense yeah. here so far, and he was out a game. so He may have missed two. In all honesty, I think he may have missed a game and a half. I think he got hurt in one game, and then he missed the whole second, the next game after that. So, Well, I think Saluda now is getting healthy, starting to get healthy, starting to get some players back. Uh, this is a game that Saluda should win without uh, – hopefully they can come out of it without any injuries, and uh, they're going to be a playoff team. So. <laughs> So, looking forward to that. They should come away with a win in this yep. against at Fox Creek. So, they head on down to uh, North Augusta in that regard. Abbeville, huh, by the way, they get to make the long trip out past the Georgia Peach and Gaffney. They get to go all the way out to Blacksburg. And this is, you know, that that region in 2A uh, to include Blacksburg and Chesney and that group. Um, you're doing some traveling. So, Panthers will be on the road. Uh, I don't expect this to be any different than what it's been in the past. It's a game that Coach Bennett knows all too well because what was it two weeks ago? Coach Bennett went up there, not, you know, up he there did the same thing. Yeah, and, to start and played a play. really good, and you know that that kind of propelled them to kind of turn it around. I mean, they were already winning, but it just to go up there and have that big of a road win. Uh, I can promise you, Jamie Nichols looked at that also and said, "Hey, we better be on our p's and q's here because, like I said, you're you're a long ways from home. We we'll just call it what it is. I mean, that's a good little ride." And, I mean, they do the right thing. Tensions at quarterback. You know, Norman's your running back. And just defense, Abbeville solid. That's well, what I, and, and that change at quarterback has been huge for them. It's made them twice as, as good. And then you take, uh, you know, uh, Zay, who was 
the quarterback and you move him out to wide receiver and the speed that he's been able to provide out there. And I mean, it's a different offense all the way around than the beginning of the year. You're right. And like I said, you know, Coach said last week, Liner was talking about, dude, we don't have what we call trap games. This is a trap game. I'm just telling you. They they can't go to Blacksburg <laughs> thinking about there's a team over there across the way. And, and in my mind, I mean, there's no way that you can't. I mean, even if you coach Nichols and you beat everybody's breaks, beat the pants off of everybody, you got to realize in the back of your mind that this, there's a 96 team that's looming large right here in a, in a what, next week? Is it next week or do we get? It's got? next week. It's the last so, game of the year. I mean, you got to get your players ready to go. And that's one thing that Jamie Nichols has always been able to do. And like I said, we you might get up there and we might see tomorrow after our game that they had a 56 nut and drubbing of Blacksburg. And then I got to come in Monday and say, well, not so fast. But um, <laughs> in the back of your mind, it's there. I'm telling you, it's there because the players want to want to want to win that game as much as 96 wants to win it. So it, they're thinking about it. All right, uh, one of the other games is 96, uh, and when you look at it, they got Chesney that's coming into town. Chesney's got a really good quarterback in Proctor who gave Abbeville all they could handle, though Abbeville ended up winning that game uh, last week or the week before. Uh, this is a different challenge, I think, for for 96 coming in because they've got a quarterback that is just as good as Bennett is for 96. Um, the problem is he doesn't have the skill guys around him. And, and Coach will tell you differently. We're going to play that interview with him so- shortly. But they've got – you know, they don't have those skill guys like a Zay King or, that's quite as fast, as quite as good. Well, I, I don't think they got trench play either. I was, going, I was getting ready to say, so. Coach, been down there at 96. He's got the offensive and defensive sides of the ball within the lines of scrimmage. You're not going to find too much too butter, any butter than what he's putting on the field right now. And it just so happens that he's got two pretty good quarterbacks down there and a running back that was the player of the week last week for about the third time. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, the kid's the real deal. So, Well, here's what Coach Bennett had to say. Uh, I talked to him earlier this week and uh, he, he getting ready for this game and also <laughs> – all these distractions that are coming up. I asked him about the Abbeville game, so that'll be in this interview as well. Uh, all coming up here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. Football coach for the 96 Wildcats, who improved to 7-1 overall after this past week, Coach Matthew Bennett. Coach, uh, glad to have you with us once again. Glad to be here, as always. It's a beautiful day. Got offensive coordinator to the stars down there on the field, painting numbers. We, uh, Coach Doc was down there working away, and I get to pull the head coach card, come here and talk to you. <laughs> Particularly on such a nice afternoon, you guys are going to get a chance to get out there and practice in all of this. That's How right. has practice gone after, after last week's big victory? Uh, practice has been good. You know, we know that uh, have, after having those two weeks off for intercession, um, you know, coming back to school, you know, we told the kids we didn't want any drop-off in practice just because you were in school first, so – we had a pretty good Monday practice, had a better practice yesterday, and then hoping to have another good one today because uh, they, they're they starting to see that, you know, when you put together a good week of practice, it makes Friday a whole lot easier. Right, and a lot more energy now that, <laughs> that they've got uh, school in there and they've been sitting for a while. That's so. right. Good deal. Um, well, let's talk about this week's game because you guys – of course, coming back to Wilson Campbell Stadium, it's always a lot of fun to come back here. It's going to be packed. It's going to be crowded. But the Chesney Eagles present a little bit more of a challenge than what you faced the last two weeks. I would say them and Liberty are 
you know, they're going to play week 10. I think that's going to be a heck of a ball game when Liberty and Chesney play. Um, but uh, Chesney, Chesney presents some problems. They're a good football team, you know, just like Liberty was last week. And, you know, they're like Liberty and Landrum. They come in here with an offense that, you know, they score a lot of points. And uh, they've got some really good players. Quarterback, Proctor, he's a – that's a that's a legacy name in Chesney. Whenever they got a proctor at quarterback, they're usually pretty good. Um, he's a heck of a player, um, but they've got they've got more than just him. He's not the only uh, bullet in the chamber per se. He's a but he's a heck of an athlete. He's he's a lot like your quarterback. He's a very. That's what I I told somebody uh, the other day. I said they said how's Chesney? I said they got a really good quarterback. I said but so do we. So, and he's a lot like Braden. He's a big. He's a load. You know, not too many. Not too many arm tackles bring him down. Uh, he's the only quarterback that I've ever seen, and I've only been doing it 15 years. I haven't been doing it uh, as long as some folks, but he's the only one I can remember coaching against that plays quarterback and then on defense when it's a big series. He plays defensive end, <laughs> so he'll play the five technique in their in their defense some. So that's a uh, that's certainly different. You don't see that a lot. Sometimes you'll see, you know, Carver Davis will flip over and play safety. Um, you know, if Braden – before Braden got hurt, he would go over there and play some inside and outside linebacker. But for, uh, to play the hand down defensive end is, is pretty pretty impressive. Uh, you know, the Proctor kid's a heck of a heck of an athlete. And, of course, they've got a running back that's pretty good. Mainly their, their line play, much like 96's line play, is where everything starts. They yeah they're really good up front, um, particularly offensively. They're big, they're big. They move pretty well. They got a couple good backs. Um, mostly they wrote I think thirty threes to start and back. Um, but they they got guys that come in and fill in for him that are pretty good. And then uh, <laughs> you know they got they they're 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 formidable. They're a good football team. We actually got to see them live when they played Landrum because that game got moved to Monday because of the tragedy over there and. We drove up and saw him that week and saw him live, and then Coach Dockel and I kind of had the same um, thoughts as we were leaving. We were like, "Man, Chesney's going to be a tough one because they they are uh, they're very good." But that's what you got to do if you want to play. If you want to continue to play when the grass starts turning brown, you got to start beating good teams. So. Well, let's talk about your offense and, well, your defensive line as well because the defense uh, for, what, the last three, four games uh, has really just shut everybody out in the second half. They have. They uh, they they stumbled a little bit against Liberty. Um, it was not the defensive uh, output that we're, we're accustomed to seeing. And Coach Henderson and our defensive staff, uh, when we met Sunday, I, you know, we'll come in here and talk about players of the week, you know, we'll pick offense player of the week, defense player of the week, special teams player of the week, practice player of the week. And uh, when I said, who's defense player of the week? Coach Henderson looked at me and said, nobody. And I said, well, if y'all want to do that, that's fine. So if we give up 35, we're not going to have a defensive player of the week because that means defense didn't play well enough. Um, so we didn't have a defensive player of the week. Coach Henderson been getting after him guys pretty good this week. Uh, Liberty, Liberty hurt us. Um, Real big in the first half. You know, first half it was a shootout. I think we were up 28-24 at the half. Um, but they scored to put us put themselves up 24-21. We got the ball back, I think, 31 seconds left in the half. But when you got Braden and, you know, we were able to move it down the field pretty quick and score as time, uh, as time ran out in the first half on a 
a fade to Evan Adams in the end zone. So, I mean, that's that's something that, that is such a blessing to have a quarterback that can – he doesn't panic. You know, he, he he's pretty he's pretty neutral. Um, as far as his emotion go, he keeps his – you know, he plays the game with a, a cool head and a hot heart. Uh, plays with a lot of passion, but he never – he never wavered. We got the ball with 31 seconds. We took it down. I think we ran four plays, and one of those was killing the clock and moved it right down the field and scored, took the lead going into the half, and that was big for us. Then you come out, and you, you know you've already got the lead, so you play a little bit looser on offense, and when you get the ball start second half and you got the lead, well, then they kicked it off, and it bounced a couple times, and it bounced right to Zay, and Zay returned the second half kick, and now we're up, you know, two scores. So – that was a that was a big swing for us. Was the last drive of the first half, Braden moving it down the field, you know, hitting his receivers and making some plays. I, I know it's not going to affect you or the team that's there, but the fans are already talking about next week's game, uh, this being a <laughs> trap game kind of a thing. I mean, it, it's it's everywhere that I've gone, and people have asked me, well, what about next week? I, said, I don't know. I'll ask them that question when it comes to next week. But you guys are definitely focused on this game. If Chesney were 2-5, and five, it'd be a trap game. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're a they're a very good football team. We have not uh we've not talked about next week. Yeah. We we're very very fortunate that uh this group is bought into the one and oh mentality. We're trying to go one and oh this week. We'll we'll worry about next week when it gets here. All right. Theme for this Friday night? The the theme for us is gonna have to be finishing drives offensively. Last week I think was the first time all year that we finished drives very consistently we had one punt in the football game um the rest of our drives ended in touchdowns or, or the final drive we kneeled down uh to take the victory but um you know we got to finish drives defensively you know our defense is going to come out with a chip on their shoulder because uh, they got their you know they got their feelings hurt a little bit last week liberty uh liberty hurt us so you know our defense is going to come out fired up and Offensively, we just got to. I'm just laughing at Doc. We're just chucking these paint cans down there, like, like watching. We got a live arm. This is bad radio. Y'all can't see this, but Coach Doc was just flinging paint cans. But um, we uh, we got to come out defensively and keep it in front of us, allow no big plays. They like to throw the deep ball, they like to lull you to sleep and then throw the deep ball over your head so we can't fall asleep on the back end because Proctor, he can throw it a mile. Um, he throws it effortlessly it's it's always impressive when you see a quarterback that you know he doesn't have to crow hop or anything to get the ball to go 50 yards he just flick it out there so we gotta we gotta stay awake on the back end we gotta be active and engaged in the front seven and run to the football and you know just play 96 wildcat defense and uh offensively we just gotta stay ahead of schedule you know no bad plays on first down stay ahead of the chains because ultimately you know, we need – I tell the backs, you know, tell our skilled guys, I want four yards. Anything after four is gravy. We need four yards because we like second and six. We like third and two. You know, we uh, we we like to we like to get first downs. First downs leads to touchdowns. So, we got to stay ahead of the chains. We did a pretty decent job last week of not being – we weren't overly penalized last week. We played a much cleaner game. Uh, so, we got to keep that – keep doing that and – just try to keep playing our best football each week going towards the end of the regular season because you ultimately you want to be you want to be kind of hitting your crescendo as as far as getting playing 
cohesively and as a unit by the time playoffs start because then you, you, you're playing your best football when the grass is brown. All right, we encourage everybody to come out with some Campbell Stadium. Get here early, get your seat, get your peanuts and popcorn and everything that you need because it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight four quarters, but we, uh, we're going to do everything we can to put ourselves in a good position. Hope to see a big crowd here. Hope Chesney travels well. Um, I assume they will. I, I've never seen them not travel well, so should be a good crowd and big-time football game. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Go Cats. Go Cats. So there you have Matthew Bennett, uh, head football coach of the 96 Wildcats, uh, what he had to say. And I uh, wouldn't, you know, I was going to ask him one way or another about next week's game, but he <laughs> answered it perfectly, I think. He, that's that's uh, yeah. perfect. Uh, you can't get him better than that, Coach. And I mean, I, you know, every time you talk to Coach Bennett, it's always something new that leads to me. First downs lead to touchdowns. I mean, stands five. Well, and it's like you said, and we've said all, how many times have we said it on this show, run the dang ball. And, I, and and like he said, give me four, anything over that's gravy. Because <laughs> second and six is better than first and ten. Second and six, you get me four, that leaves me third and two. And that's if you didn't get any gravy paid on those other two. <laughs> you may end up with a third and six inches. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I always enjoy that. Especially when you got a back like Zay. I mean, you it put the ball in the man's hands, and that's what Coach Bennett has done. He's convinced that offensive line. He's coached up that offensive line. And they're probably making holes that the three of us could go stand side by side and walk through the hole and get four yards. I got to go to practice. <laughs> I want to get in some of this uh Paint can throwing and stuff like that. I want to see if me and Coach can go head-to-head with some paint can throwing and stuff like that. I don't want to paint with him now. Well, saying. they were out there painting the numbers, getting the field ready and, I'm and sure all of that. I'm sure that thing all good uh, and dirty. It, I, I tell you, he had a spiral on those bad boys, too. <laughs> was, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were tossing them out there. But the uh, field looks great uh, by the time I ended up leaving. Um, now, the defensive line coaches still hadn't painted the numbers or the lines as of yet, but all the numbers look good. I'm thinking I got to go next week. Well, well, the defensive line coach, go. he's still mad because they gave <laughs> up 35, and so he's he's still chomping at the bit to get them players out there so he can get in their heads. I love that though. I love, it. like I said, you. I mean, we got the same kind of intense defensive guys we got too, and that would have been perfect for his segment. They're not getting paid now, but did he earn their money? He said, heck no. They ain't earned nothing. They earn laps is what they're going to do. They don't get a player of the game. No. Um, All right. Uh, So that game at 730 over at Wilson Campbell Stadium should be a packed house uh, for 96 in that regard. And I expect 96 is going to be 8-1 and by the end of this one. I do too. I'll tell you what now. I I love Bennett and his team, but the the thing I've learned that I always heard about Proctor was he was one of those kids that the bigger schools was looking at, mm-hmm. and Proctor was being looked at by that team that that kid from uh, Great Collegiate went to at Riley State. He went to Gaffney, but that was the name that was coming out of the hat last summer. That that was the kid that they wanted. So they put it. They put a name in the in the pot to get him. But like I said, he did the right thing. He's at Chesney. When I think of Chesney, I think of Willis Burkett because yep. that was Willis's last home ground as far as I knew. So anyway, and like I said, you got to be Chesney strong because they're going through a lot in the community. Still going through, and it's going to go through it the rest of the year. But they tired of hearing about it. They want to play football. All right. Uh, also, Greenwood Christian is going to be in action tomorrow night, 7.30, back over at Victory Field. They get Spartanburg Christian coming down. Um, and this, you know, Greenwood Christian has had a week off. So they had the bye week. They got a chance to get rest and get everybody healthy in this regard. I expect them to come out here, throw five touchdowns. 
This, well, they do that. <laughs> That's a given now, Tom Carroll. Let's look at Max Preps, man. That's a given. Yeah, Woodenden's going to get five of them probably, and then you're going to have uh, the young kids. The, they, there's two quarterbacks now that, that that they're trying to get the, the, his heir apparent to get as many throws as he's getting, and he's doing a really good job. But uh, this is a team that's, that they're as good defensively as they are offensively. That's the one thing I can say about Coach Ernie's team. And um, I look for a win. I, like I said, I wouldn't want to be on that Spartanburg day sideline or Spartanburg Christian sidelines at Victory Field because I think I'd love to see them just line up and just keep that position the whole night long. All right, so it should be a good game over there. Uh, should be up another packed house with all the teams that are back in the Lakelands uh, as well. So we'll keep an eye on that one on Friday night, try to give you guys updates as well. And then um, let's look at the Emerald Vikings. They go on the road. They go up to Union County to take on the Yellow Jackets up there. Uh, Coach DeBose, uh, you know, he, he, I have a hard time in kind of expressing my opinions with some of the, the fan base that, that – um, you know that don't understand exactly what's going on over there. They just they just look at the the record as far as wins and losses go, but they don't look at the scores and how close some of these games have been and that type of thing. And I've heard uh, you know I'll, that's why I was so happy to see that he did get an FCC FCA Coach of the Year, and that's where I lead it with. You know, it, it just go into practice today and say, hey, look, we hadn't won a game, but they thought enough of our team that they elect me as coach of the year, and I'm winless. I hadn't won either, guys. I just won some. Now, we're going to go out and show them who we are, and let's play football. If FCA believes in us, and that's where it's really at as far as a student athlete, if they believe that much in us, we're going to go to Union, and I'm telling you, let's take care of business quick up there, and let's come home with that W. And that's where you started at. Well, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the team, every member on that team now – they want to win this game because they want him to go out with not only the coach of the year this week, but a win too, the first win of the year. Let's give it to him. Let's make it as good a week as he has had. And it's not just about him. It's about us. So we've had a good week. Let's go out and win this game, and we'll, we can all be smiling Saturday morning. And the bus ride back home, the buses will be floating on there. They, the tires won't even hit the ground. Them boys will be so high if they come back with a win. This is winnable, Tom. This one's winnable. Uh, this one is definitely winnable yep. to pick up their first win. I, I had a chance to catch up with Tad DeBose earlier this week. Here's what he had to say uh, concerning the loss last week and, and what they had to and what they endured. Yeah, we uh, our kids came out and executed well in the first half. You know, Chester's got a real good football team there. They're very athletic uh, defensively. They're they're you know they have elite speed defense defensively, um, you know. And we battled them in the first half, and it was eighteen sixteen at halftime. And um, they scored on the first play of the game. Uh, ran a little flare pass to the running back, and I think we missed about six tackles. And so they scored from on the first play of the game, and then we you know we settled down and and kind of held them and. Uh, held them to 18 points and you know we were able to get two scores on the board and and, and a field goal and uh, a little freshman kicker kicked a 32 yard field goal so that's 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 a bright spot for us and we went in the halftime felt good about things and uh, came back out in the second half and kicked off to them and they drove down and scored in about 
eight plays, which is, you know, we're making them earn it, which is, you know, which is good, which is what we want to do defensively. And then uh, we fumbled the first snap, and then two plays later they score again. And then we go three and out, kick to them, and they throw a deep ball. And it goes from a two-point game to 40 to, to 16 real quick. Uh, right there in the third quarter, things got away from us. We didn't execute well. And, um you know, it kind of took the air out of sails, but we continue to battle. And there's a lot of good things happening in the fourth quarter. Our kids continue to fight and play hard. And um, I appreciate their effort. And um, But things didn't happen the way we wanted to in the second half. Well, the colder weather uh, is coming this week. You guys are getting ready for Union County uh, and going there, I take it? Yeah, we. it seems like the last three times I've been to Union County, it's rained. And I think they call it for a little rain Friday night. So, well, uh, it'll, it's supposed to be a little chilly and probably a little rain falling. And uh, we'll be used to that because, like I said, the last couple of times we've been up there, it's been raining. <laughs> well, Union County uh, is a team that's it's kind of rebuilding uh, more or less over the last couple of years. They've had, um, a, well, I would say a couple of folks that, uh, you know, have been moving over to other high schools and that type of a thing. So they've had kind of bad luck uh, in that regard. But this is a team for the most part, uh, I think, that you got a good chance of beating. Well, we talked. I talked with Coach Thompson. He's a great guy. He does a good job at Union County. You know, he's fell. You know, their, their numbers have fell off a little bit. Um, and you know, you you know, now day and time with kids transferring and moving to places, you know, it gets kind of crazy for them. And I think, uh, I think right now they're one and six, one and seven, and we're zero and eight. So it it's going to be a battle for uh, that last playoff spot in our region. And, um, you know, and that's one thing that we want to try to compete to get. And, uh, and if we can go out and execute Friday night, we got a real good chance of being successful. Now, with the colder weather at practice, has that uh, been a, a blessing or a curse in this one? I, you know, yeah. kids don't deal with, with, with cold well anymore. Uh, you know, I noticed yesterday we go out and practice and it's like 64 degrees and I got kids bundled up like Eskimos and – like it's like we're fixing to play in Green Bay on the frozen tundra, and I'm like, guys, it's not cold out here. But uh, you know, it, it you know when the temperature starts changing this time of year, you know it, that means football's getting real. Mm -hmm. And you know, and all us coaches, you know, we used to say when the grass turns brown, that's when real football's played. That means everything's gone dormant, and um, you know, and it gets this time of year, and it starts cooling off, and football gets fun. And um, hopefully our kids will go out and compete and take this coolness. You're not you're not trying to survive with water breaks and everything. You you really get to go out and play, and you know, and they're not struggling to get through practice just for, for the heat of it. And uh, so you know, I've seen a lot of teams really improve this time of year because they're not struggling with the heat anymore. It's just you know they really focus on football and and getting better. Uh, as far as Union County goes, what kind of offense, defense are they running? Well, they're going to be in a 3-4 defense, and, you know, and they got they got two good outside backers. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's a weakness for them, but uh, secondary-wise, they, they play awful soft sometimes. You know, they give a lot of cushion. They're not, they, they don't want to give up deep balls, and, you know, they want to die a slow death, I guess is what you could say as a coach is – they play a lot of cushion defense and three, four wise. They have a hard time sometimes adjusting to tight end sets. And so people's able to run the ball at them at times. And um, offensively, they're a spread team. They'll be in, you know, trips and deuces. And 
Um, they run an inside zone scheme and they run a stretch scheme, but they've got a quarterback that's 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 a real good athlete, and they've got one real, well, really two talented receivers that can stretch the field. And that little running back runs the ball hard, and um, you know we'll have to hem him up and tackle well. Uh, that's one thing we we've, we've struggled with here the last couple of weeks is putting our chest on people and shooting our hooks and running our feet and we're doing a lot of reaching and grabbing and that's that's our focus this week at practice is we got to tackle better. Uh, you got to get people on the ground and you know we got to quit reaching and grabbing and be a little bit more physical on the defensive end. But uh, you know offensively they're they're not going to do anything to trick you. And, uh, you know, we, we need to line up and play good, hard, and fast, you know, physical football with them, and hopefully things will go our way. Uh, the JV, I, I know they took one on the chin. Uh, they played a tough, hard game last week. How have they been doing so far this year? Well, you know, uh, once again, they, they played hard last week to a, a, a one-point loss. It seems like, you know, this year, um, you know, as I look back over the year, uh, you know, Forest and JVs, we've we've had multitude of one to three point losses, and you know as a coach, you're always knowing if it's a one or a three point game. It's a one score game. It re- that game really comes down to four or five plays, and you know there's going to be seventy in a JV game. There's going to be seventy to eighty five snaps in that game, and that it's just frustrating to know that game changed on one or two snaps, and. Um, you know, and our kids once again they fought hard. Um, you know, and and but once again we we came up on a one point in loss. The, the talent that you've got on JV, everybody's been telling me you can't. You know, just wait a wait a year. It's things are going to well. You know, around, so. you, you know, you get to this point in time of the year, and you want to make sure your kids are having fun with it. And like once again, it's cooling off, and we want our kids to have fun at practice. We want to continue to improve, um, but you know. Uh, you want to end this year with you, especially your JV team having fun and them enjoying football because that's what's going to bring them back. And, you know, and I always tell our JV coaches and our varsity coaches, you know, you measure your success of your JV team on how many of those kids are still playing when they're seniors, not how many games you win as a JV team. So, um, you know, we, we don't really measure the success of a JV program in wins and losses. We We look at – how many of those guys playing JV ball finished this program as a senior? And that means we're doing something right. So we're building this program. And, you know, once again, since I've been here, it's been a rebuild. Uh, I was hoping this year would, would go a little bit better. And, you know, and therefore that lets me know as a coach I've got to tweak some things within our staff and and, and within our program. And, you know, and that, that that's part of coaching. You know, as, as we evolve and things change, you know, each year – you got a different team each year, and um, so we'll evolve the way we get ready. And um, but first and foremost, we want our kids to love playing football, and to and have have a great experience and be a better person because they're part of our program. And you know, if we're doing that, I'm 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 satisfied with things uh, on 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 the building of the program. In now, as far as wins and losses, I'm by no means satisfied. Um, we've got to improve and become more competitive in what we're doing. And so, therefore, we need to train a little bit more competitive. And uh, because at the end of the day, for the fans and the people on the outside looking in at us, they're always going to measure us on wins and losses. And you got to know that going into it. So we've got to, we've got to train in a way to where we compete a little bit more and get better at that.
and understand that we don't want to lose, so let's don't train to lose. Let's train to win, and we'll get better at that this coming year. Well, Friday night should be a lot of fun. We invite everybody that uh, is an Emerald fan to come on up, support the Vikings, uh, cheer them on. Let's make it a home field advantage for them up there against the Yellow Yeah, and Thursday night, you know, the JV game will be here yeah. at 6 o'clock. So if anybody's in town and local and wants to come out, watch some young guys kick it around. And, um, and once again, every JV team within our conference is, is, is very close skill-wise. Um, every game so far that I've talked to has either been a two-point or three-point game amongst – all of our region teams. So uh, it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game Thursday night here, and hopefully Friday night we can go compete and, and play real hard. All right, Coach, we'll be rooting for you. Best of luck. Thank you, Mr. Tom. Sound the horn. Sound the horn. So there you have, and now understand why he was the FCA Coach of the Year. That coach had to bowl the Emerald Vikings guys. Oh, yeah. We we talked about it, and, and you hear it in his voice. He's still excited for this team. He still thinks this team can just get me to the playoffs and I'll show you what we can do. <laughs> and then you hit the four on the head. If they get that one win, I don't want to be who that playoff team is. I'm telling you right off the bat. I don't want to be who that first-round game is and having to play Emerald, even at your house, because I'm telling you, he still got the fire that he had first week. Who does that remind you of as far as about tweaking this program to where it needs to be? Do we not hear just here last year Coach Liner say the same thing? Yeah. We're not where we want to be yet, but we're getting there. Do we not just hear Coach Bennett when he got hired on yeah. that he's got things that he wants to implement to get, make uh. it go? These guys know football. They know a lot more football than I – That they forgot more than I'll ever know about football. And for anybody the skeptics out there that's saying that things aren't being done the right way, then, hey, you must know more, a lot more than I do. And uh, like I said, Coach, keep, keep sounding the horn. Coach Bennett. Keep doing the wildcat way, and and like I said, we know Coach Liner is going to continue to do things his way. We're 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 lucky to have coaches in Lakeland's like we got now. Coach Sara, I mean Coach Dobbins, you know Coach Collier at McCormick. These guys want to win. That man, he told you, he said, yeah, I look at the wins and losses. Don't ever forget that. But I want to build it my way, and that's why I say if you if you're critical of Emerald right now because they hadn't won a football game, don't call me playoffs whenever they pull that first upset because they will pull it. Well, it'll be a rematch against the Bears of BHP uh, more than likely when you look at the playoff brackets, which will be Region 2's number one. Your BHP is, is in the driver's seat. They for, are. And then uh, Emerald trying to get that Region 4, uh, number four seed with a victory over Union County tomorrow night. Well, they still, you, and they still got one more after that one, though. Yeah, after they got to play night. Clinton after that. And, and they, put, they win tomorrow night. That puts them in a prime position to go win. Clinton, because I think yeah. Clinton comes to them this year. Or no, they, no, they go to Clinton, that's right. But what better place to pull off an upset? It would. Uh, the only unfortunate <laughs> thing is Woodruff is in that third spot and owns yeah. the, the tiebreaker right. over Emerald over right now, Emerald. so it still but, would be Woodruff. But it's still, you know, that gives you two wins going into the playoffs. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. And uh, I think that's all it, it takes. It makes the Bears think yeah. twice. Yeah. Makes the Bears think twice. That's all you can ask for. All right, uh, so 7.30 up in Union County. That's where Emerald will be uh, for all the Emerald Viking plans. I hope you guys travel well um, and make it a home field advantage, as I said, for them because uh, they need your support up there in order to, to keep moving. And then uh, the Greenwood Eagles, six weeks ago, September the 8th, was the last time they played at J.W. Babb Stadium. Can you believe it was that long ago? Well, I'm going to walk Eagle, in tomorrow. Eagle, Six weeks ago, Eagle, we were home. Eagle We've been won. on the road since. 
Eagle One is ready to be parked in the end zone. <laughs> I promise you. And, uh, uh, we're ready to be back home. I can promise you we're ready to be back home. That's a long way to be away from the ties. And like I said, I was going to make a joke, but I was going to say that you would shave before we were on that first road game. But I think me and you both had already started the, the winter growth for the, for to come back home. Now I may shave just because I know I'm going to be in the friendly confines. And we're going to have, we should have a nice, we're going to be dry at least, I can tell you that. But, oh, so much fun to come back home to Greenwood, to JW Babb. And, and, and a robbery game, as a lot of people are going to call it. I mean, so – uh, that we get Greenville, and it's a game that we really need to win. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be fun. Again, congratulations to A.J. Ross. Ended up making the North-South game. Uh, a lot of focus will be on him this coming Friday night. And also Dax Seaborn. He got a FCA Player of the Year um, over on Wednesday night uh, during that banquet. So congrats to him in that process as well. So a couple of honors that took place this week. But you mentioned rivalry game. This 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 goes beyond rivalry game. This, this is this – is, how you can't even describe it. It, it. It's it's. Remember what they did to us last year. Well, well, Chris is gonna make sure they don't stop the G this that, year. Yeah, yeah, that's one we've, thing. We've we've been informed that Chris was gonna be on the G and daring them to come out. <laughs> well, there. that was Devontae Holloman, and so we ain't got to worry about him right now about stopping that G. But I wouldn't put it past nothing by no Porter, so I still might be ready. So we'll so. see, but yeah, we got embarrassed last year with this game. It was uh, turned out to be fifty to twenty something, uh, if I remember correctly. How, how this game just got out of hand um, early in the in that third quarter to, in the process and coming out. But uh, those guys remember that they remember this kind of a game and 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 what is getting ready to happen. And um, I'm looking forward for. A, a, a big game, not only from our offensive line, but from our defensive line. I think they have something to prove here as well. Now, uh, Greenville has been kind of hit or miss. They've, uh, you know, ran a bunch of different quarterbacks over the last three, four weeks. I mean, they haven't stuck with one particular guy. I don't know if anybody's hurt in that regard, but their stats are kind of all over the place uh, since they started region play. Um, but that's not to say they don't have the talent that's there because we all know they've got plenty of guys that have Division One talent that are going to USC and some other places as well. Yeah, my, MK Bennett, Mazio, whatever you want to call it, kid. I mean, um, then you got the lineman Blake Franks coming in the USC, and I think Clemson's getting another kid. But like, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you think it was Greenville and then slash Northwestern that made Coach Liner kind of decide to change things around offensively? Because, like I said, those were two games that we were out of it pretty fast. We were a young team last year. And we're we're still fairly young in certain positions, um, but yeah, Drummond was the quarterback last year. And I look at his stats right now, and I'm not sure why there there's had to be an injury somewhere with him, because he is 80 for 135, for almost 1,200 yards, <laughs> and he hasn't played in the last two games, three games maybe. Now, I, I see why you gave me this because you want me to talk about picking Slimer again. <laughs> Zach, Zach, Zach Pickle Slimer. But, uh, you know, he had a whole 11 for 20 for 68 yards. So, the two quarterbacks that they got, uh, you know, Bouton's 14 out of 18, percentages are really good, which tells you the line's really good there. And then you look down for that rusher, and it's, they, they got Bouton, who, or Bouchon, however you say his name. He's also carrying the ball really well. He's got two carries for 56 yards and two touchdowns. That's pretty solid. I mean, that's a really good average to have. And then, you know, you look down at – I'm trying to find my boy MK. Or excuse me, MJ is what it's got on here. Um, like I said, seven – he's got seven – well, I should rush in the stats. Never mind. So, 
he's a good player. Like I said, when you go one in, they're a good player. But they're led basically by their offense and defensive lines. What I hope is still in, in play is the fact that they're undisciplined still. Because that's a characteristic that I wanted Coach Ford to take with him the rest of the way. Just the undisciplined style. They get out there and they try to make you. We saw it last week, which surprised me. We didn't talk about it Monday. But how many times were we try or provoked into trying to start something? A did, lot. Did Westside and Coach Lane – now, Coach Lane was at Burns. So, with the grit, with the uh, dorming games and all, I can understand the little fist fight and stuff like that. But we were provoked a lot last week. I don't expect no different because, I mean, technically that may be the way that people want to go. Uh, against a Greenwood team, but I still say discipline, the ability to run the football like we can do, I, I think this is a very winnable game for us. And like I said, hopefully we will be seeing Pickle Slimer and not drumming the quarterback. <laughs> I think we don't know who we're going to see. I mean, it's it's but been... it's got to be an injury. I mean, that's well, all it well, can be. I mean, but and we've said it from day one. Uh, this coaching staff has worked its tail off all year. We have seen improvement in this team every week. Last week, we were in position to make plays. Every play that they had, we had people in position. We may not have finished it. We had a few missed tackles that we should have wrapped up on. Uh, uh, we let the quarterback maybe get outside one once or twice when we had him hemmed up. Um, we're not going to talk about officiating, but I'm still I'm still of the belief that if you get two uh, personal fouls called against you, you're ejected from the game. But their number seven didn't ever leave the game. I'm I'm still questioning some of that, but uh, we all know you got to have officials, and we just got to live with it. Uh, we are back at the Bab this week, so Moby, maybe some of that good officiating to come our way this week. I think we play well at home. This is a game that we've been and, looking for. And we're going, well, we've been looking forward to it, and I know the coaches are ready for it. The players are ready for it. And Greenville better be ready to come in because I don't think we'll have a game like we did last year with the third quarter where we turned the ball over three, three consecutive series. I don't think that's going to happen this year. And that's well, how they got on the board. We give them short fields, and that's not going to happen this year. We're going to go out and we're going to take control of the ball game early. I agree with Chris. There's going to be some jawing, so we've got to keep our water, which we have. This coaching staff has preached it and preached it and preached it, and we've seen it. We saw it last week where they tried to provoke us into stuff, and our kids just kind of smiled, walked away from them, and that's what we're teaching them to do, and that's – they went back. Let's go to the next play, guys. Yeah, that's the, that's the key with Greenville. You remember back when we um, Coach Liner started four years ago and that first game with them. It, it, this game could kind of turn into that where if we stay with them and really uh, you know, challenge yeah, them yeah. And, and this yeah. game is tight yeah. at halftime, uh, particularly early, we may see them not talking to us and jawing with us, but jawing with each with other. Each other. And, and, we, and we have seen Porter teams do that not only – at Greenville, but at Hillcrest when Porter was at Hillcrest and Greenwood was playing Hillcrest, we saw the same thing. Uh, we put it back on them and they start arguing with each other. But then we've seen Coach Liner out coach Coach Porter too. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm looking 
to see a really good game next tomorrow night. It should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to and that. Coach Liner's probably hoping it'll rain. So. <laughs> he is. I had a chance to catch up with him earlier today. Here's his thoughts on getting ready for this game against the Red Raiders of Greenville. Yeah, it was uh, frustrating when we, we got our region schedule released, you know, a couple of years ago. A lot of people don't understand how high schools do their schedules. They're actually doing them right now for the next two-year alignment, and you sign two-year contracts. And, you know, it's a pretty hefty fine to get out of those. Um, you know, occasionally you'll see teams that will bail and go play some team out of North Carolina. Well, North Carolina's not on the same realignment as us. They're year-to-year, so you can't do that but for a one-year shot. Now, Georgia's on the same alignment as us, so playing somebody like Sandy Creek's easy. Um, you just agree and sign a contract to a two-year deal. But, you know, we've been working on that really hard. Um, and it's hard for us to find games because of where we're located. Um, you know, nobody wants to come here because we're kind of off the beaten path a little bit as far as schools our size. You know, there's a lot of high school football teams in our area. But, you know, Lawrence would be the closest one to our size, you know, 30 miles up the road. So um, that that gets a little harder and harder. But, um, yeah, when we saw that, that – um, you know, we were going to have four straightaway games, and that was just dictated by the way they pulled the names out during the region meeting. And uh, um, and we tried to swap some stuff around. You know, hey, would y'all swap? No. So, um, <laughs> you know, nobody agreed to do any of that. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is, but we're excited about being home this Friday. Well, the Red Raiders come in. Uh, Greg Porter brings uh, Greenville down. And, and a lot more pressure, I would say, probably on Greenville than there is on Greenwood in this game because it's uh, this is for second pretty much in region. Yeah, and second place is a big deal. Um, you know, granted, you know, Westside still has to play easily. So, um, uh, you know, but it, it should be for second place. And you get home playoff game and – you know, sometimes the 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 you know the, the how far you advance in the playoffs. A lot of times, it just depends on the draw. I mean, you may be unlucky and draw a Northwestern first or second round, and and you may be on the other side of the bracket and not pull a team that's historically as good. And and uh, you know, unfortunately, we've been on the short end of that draw a few times, but we've also been on the uh, the good end of it at times. So. Um, you know, if you finish second, it's a, it's a pretty decent draw until the third round. So um, I mean, there'll be some good teams, in, you know, in the playoffs in front of you. But, uh, yeah, this, this, this game, you know, it means a lot. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is it, it means a lot to us because they embarrassed us last year. And, you know, our guys hadn't forgot that. So um, as much as we care about, um, you know, playoff seating and having home playoff games and all that, we just want to beat Greenville um, and, and for no other reason other than what we witnessed last year. Well, when have we got to look forward to from Greenville offensively and defensively? Well, I mean, they're, they're a uh, – I mean, they have a cast of, of uh, who's who, super kinda. talented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have guys that have, you know, dozens if not hundred uh, offers at, at a lot of positions. I mean – the two offensive linemen, they got one guy, Blake Franks. He's, I don't know how many offers he's got, probably over 100. And, you know, the uh, Mazia Bennett, who's committed to South Carolina, probably had equally as many. Um, you know, they've got a really good running back, several good receivers, uh, three really good offensive linemen. And you flip it over to the other side, and they've got some really good players there. they got good linebackers, uh, two really good safeties. One of them's the brother of the kid that went to Georgia Southern a couple of years ago, Whitner, and, and uh, you know, fast corners. Um, I mean, they're, they're elite, at, just like Westside. I mean, you know, Westside was very similar. Greenville probably has the most, uh, if you did a prospect sheet, they probably have the most um, 
know, as far as that goes, type deal uh, of anybody, and uh, or at least right there at the top. But that's the cool thing about this game is teams win games, and it certainly helps to have a lot of talent. But you can have all the talent in the world. If you're not a team, it ain't going to matter. So um, we hope that we're the better team, and, and that's the plan. Now, defensively, the Eagles have to prepare for not one, but it seems like two different styles of offense that Greenville plays. Yeah, they've played uh, – you know, the kid that started last year, you know, and they made it all the way to the Upper State Championship game against Northwestern and really um, was in that game till the very, very end. And uh, um, they've started three quarterbacks over the last month. You know, the kid that started against us last year, and like I said, was their starter coming into the year um, against Dorman and Hannah. And we saw them a bunch early because we had some common opponents. And um, you know, he did a really good job for him last year and, and you know, kind of gotten away from him a little bit. Um, they've played uh, the guy that actually started the season for him at the, at the beginning of last year, some. I think he was a transfer from, who knows, Dorman, Daniel, somewhere. And um, I think it was Dorman. And then um, lately they've played a kid that was, you know, one of their safety wideout types. Uh, they've played him at – at quarterback a lot and so um, they really played three guys in the last you know the last three games that we've seen so we don't really know I mean we've prepared for a variety of different things um, uh, we've spent a lot of time just extra time on some you know they do some unique formation stuff that they've done forever even when coach was at Hillcrest they did it and it's a little bit different but um, you know we've prepared for all of that stuff so I mean hell they may start a fourth quarterback who knows um, but We've seen three, and, and all of them have played a pretty good little bit. So uh, we'll see. All right. Well, game time's at 730. Encourage everybody to come out and get there early. Um, it, it's yeah, We're looking for a packed house. Back here at the JW Bab after six weeks, we hope they have a big crowd. Yeah, we do. It's Hall of Fame night, and you know we've got a lot of former Eagles, Chandler Reardon, Jad Dean, uh, some Morse Coates. I could go on and on and on. Um, I think Coach Rhodes, uh, who was coaching here when I was in high school, um, and had a great career here as basketball coach, softball coach. There's a lot of people there going to be honoring Friday night. So I certainly hope that people come out and watch the Eagles. should be a great game and then uh, an opportunity to see some former great Eagles, you know, be honored at halftime. All right, Coach, best of luck. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you. All right, so there you have Coach Liner, Chris Liner, the Greenwood Eagles head football coach, what he had to say and getting ready for this game. And um, kind of took a few digs, too. <laughs> <laughs> that he got in there uh, as well and wanting to be the better football team. We all know that they truly are. Hands down. That's not even a, a question there. And like I said, I, you know, I like, just come out, Coach, and just say it like you mean it. You want to punch them in the mouth, and you want to beat this team, and you want to beat this team bad. I'm just breaking it down. They don't want to even make this close enough to where there's a chance to come back in the second half. You know, and, and like I said, the way that Greenwood runs that football, they – T.O.P. and – and yardage on the ground is going to be a big difference. And like I said, I was looking at the quarterbacks, and I've already discussed all three of them. But I think the reason that last kid's been playing is a sophomore because he, he also runs the ball. He's got three or four rushing touchdowns on the ground, and he's got a couple of them passing through the air. But you're not dealing with a, an offense that's, that's not beatable. I mean, they've only got 14 passing touchdowns and 12 rushing touchdowns. I mean, we would have more than that if we go if, – if I had our stats to look at, we would have more than that as far as, like, the ground and touchdowns. And um, player-wise, yeah, you're going to always have two or three or four more players because they let you do things that we can't do. And I mean, so you just got to go out and beat a team. And, and like I said, that's what he said. He took the pots at them, and they deserve it. Well, the thing is with Proctor being 
kind of, not Proctor, but uh, Drummond being kind of the quarterback that was at the beginning of the year. Now he's not, and you got some. You don't have that team continuity that's there mm-hmm. right now. And I think that's what he was alluding to, and we we talked about it a little bit off air about how um, and. Coach brings it up that you know they can have all the individual stars they want, but if you if you're not playing as a team, and that was a, just a dagger to Porter right there. Now I'm gonna stab you in the back, buddy. Oh yeah, your quarterback transferred in uh, another stab. He's just <laughs> he's he's got voodoo doll out sticking pins in him, I think. But uh, and Coach is right. You know we have played as a team all year long. We've had to because we were so young. And coach has been very patient with the, every coach on staff has been patient with these guys, and they've worked everybody, and everybody understands now. We're we're this is next to the last game. We know, but we're still seeing a few wrinkles here and there that they're adding, and that just means that the guys are getting more comfortable in what they do. It doesn't matter if it's on the offensive or defensive side, and. I really look for this team to come out tomorrow and just they're, – they're looking to make a statement tomorrow. Greenwood Eagle football is Greenwood Eagle football. Yeah. Don't come into our house. And that, and that starts with the defense yeah. to get the offense fired up in this regard. And off, uh, defensive coordinator Tom Butler, I think he has had a great game, game plan, plan. Uh, with just about every game that we have been in. Uh, uh, you know, We've been there. We've been in position to make the tackles and things of that nature. Yep. It was no different last week. West Side was in a game. They found that out. I think Greenville is going to find out that this game – and they better know this is going to be a physical game. This is not going to be one of those – uh, pushover game games game that they've that, you know they've been playing here yeah. as of late. Uh, this is going to be a, a hard nose. I'm going to get in your face and make you feel the pain. And Quarterback as, will as, get hit. As as good as Cutter Wood was last week, he was in the ice bath Saturday because he did get hit, and uh, that's the way these guys are going to do. They're wide receivers. Yeah, they may be all world, but you hit them a time or two, and they start thinking about, do I want to go get that ball? <coughs> I'm looking forward to this. should be a fun game. Hall of Fame night uh, coming up Friday night as well, so we'll get to honor some more folks that will be inducted into the Greenwood Hall uh, football, or not football, but the Greenwood Athletic Hall of Fame to go along with that. Uh, So come on out, support all of your teams. Here's the rundown again. Games tonight that are taking place, 7.30, Anderson Cavaliers uh, coming down to take on the Dixie Hornets. Also Southside Christian coming down to take on the Hornets at Ware Shoals. For Friday night, you have Greenville at Greenwood. Emerald will be going up to Union. Union County. Chesney is at the Wildcats at 96. You've got Spartanburg Christian coming down to take on Greenwood Christian. Uh, Abbeville goes on a long road trip over to Blacksburg. Saluda is at Fox Creek on Friday night. And then they got a Saturday night game, 6 o'clock. Calhoun Falls will be hosting the Chiefs of McCormick. We didn't talk about that game, guys. Yeah. I think there again, that's another game I think McCormick really needs. I mean, Cal Falls got a big win last week. so They uh, made the playoffs for that win. Yeah, so I think now McCormick needs to do the same thing. You know, save your home turf and and like like you say, congrats to Cam Durant uh, on making North South and uh, Thomas. You know the kid. You know Pratt's grandson that we saw at Touchdown Club. That's a big boy. I mean, he didn't ever tell you how tall he was, but because you were more interested in his hair. But um, <laughs> he, he, he was seven foot with his hair. But well, uh, I did ask him how yeah. tall he was without the hair, and he he said six two. So I saw some really good, like I said, his numbers are good. Max Prep. For some reason, it has McCormick on there. So, they've got a scorer also. So, 
But, yes, yeah, a really good games to get out to. And uh, just uh, even though it's going to be a rainy night, take your parker, whatever, and then try to sneak your way upstairs if you're at Greenwood. See, what, see how security is uh, on Friday night with, with it being uh, Hall of Fame night. And I can't wait to see some of those guys like Chandler Reardon uh, who who hadn't been out as long as some of these other guys have. But you got some guys uh, that are coaches that are going in now that I remember, like he said, from, from, our, from our days at Greenwood. So uh, it's a really fun night at Greenwood High School. Yep. Looking forward to it. All right, uh, that brings us around to uh, we get into the college games. Before we do that, we want to thank Howard Corley and his staff, uh, B-Rad, getting everything ready for the happy hour. They've got uh, coming up tonight, I, I see it right, Ashby Stokes is going to be making his way up on this very stage tonight uh, so you can come and enjoy some of that great music. Live entertainment on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights here at Howard's On Main, so take advantage of that. He got me looking at a pie right here. Yeah, he got <laughs> Howard up pulled a pie in the back and set it right there in front of us. Oh, no, that's and, like B-Rad. And put the beer cooler right here. Look. Yeah. Oh, cakes, cakes. Oh, oh, man. Brought out the carrot cake. <laughs> this man's trying to get get us to eat something. Oh, got to love it. Got to love it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about some of the uh, college games that are getting ready to take place. We've got Chris's Chaos is coming up here in just a moment, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But um, South Carolina, they come off a very disappointing loss. They blow a 10-point lead in the last uh, seven minutes, eight minutes. Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Four or five, uh, yeah. To the extent where Coach went and broke his foot by kicking a Gatorade bucket in the process of all that, um, you know, and you know, he, he, I give him credit for coming out and admitting all of you know that he did that and in the process, but that just shows that this is what he felt. This is one that got away from him. But yeah. now you've got to go and take on a Mizzou team and the Tigers up there uh, in Columbia, Missouri, in this regard. And we're looking at you know, it's, it's this is a different place. This is, it, I mean, this is this is a weird place to play. Carolina has never played really well up there. Weird thing. It's about you, I, I equate it to the Clemson Syracuse kind of deal. When you go to Syracuse, it is just crazy. It's like you're flying to Siberia yeah, or it's somewhere. In, it's <laughs> in the middle. Of, it starts with it's in the middle of nowhere, and the people are not friendly. It's the show me state, and they what they will let you know that you are in the show me state now. Well, this is called the Mayor's Cup. It's the Battle of the Mayor's Cup. 3.30 on the SEC Network is when it'll take place. And um, Mario Anderson, uh, he got the okay to play Saturday, so that's good news for the Gamecocks uh, in regard. Uh, Blanton is questionable still, according to Beamer. He's unsure also if uh, Vashon Lee's availability um, against the Tigers is going to take place. That's kind of a day-by-day kind of a thing. And if he can't go, that really puts the O-line kind of in a little bit of a position. Where we've been all year, but yeah, yeah. you know that's the key to it. And like I said, this people can't realize. I mean, this is the number twentieth team in the country. It's where they're ranked at, at Missouri. And I mean, you know, AJ. I mean, um, he's had a great year so far. Brady Cook, not AJ, but Brady Cook's had a great year. He's over two thousand. I mean, he's you know he's fourteen touchdowns, three picks. I mean, it's for it's for Willis Rattlers played. I mean, this would be one that. A local guy would say, well, this is definitely one of his K. I, yeah, I'm not even touching this one. <laughs> I mean, because it would have to be B-Rad. It would have to be Rattler throwing for his life, which he runs for his life anyway. But it would take him throwing, I would say, five to six touchdowns to equate what Brady Cook's going to do with our defense and kind of in spirals, as we keep saying. And it's just one of those games that you can't – you just lay it off. That's a game you just look at. And But it, but as, as much as you say that, then you – Go back and look at who Mizzou has played. And then look at who Carolina has played. And and there's really no comparison. And they played SEC teams. 
Now, you want to talk about non-conference yeah, well, here? I mean, that's yeah, yeah, I mean, but then, you know, Missouri's already played their Vanderbilt. You know, now they did play Kentucky the other day and uh, kind of waxed the field with them pretty good. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking for this to be, a, you know, it's a one-two score ball game, and that, and that could go either way. Uh, I could see Carolina. That. Carolina has found a running game with Mario Anderson, and that and I don't care what anybody. I'm, well, I'm I, old school. Yeah. I just want to run the ball, okay? <laughs> and and if you got an offensive lineman hurt, you can put another offensive lineman in there and still run the game. You might not be able to throw the ball because he might not be able to pass block, but run block. You don't have to hold your block as long. Just move him a half inch. Tell Mario to get skinny in the hole and and get through there. You know, like Coach Debo said, give me four. No, Coach Bennett, give me four on first, four, four on second. second. I'm third and two on. You know, so that that's what you got to look for in this kind of game. Control the clock. Don't have turnovers. Create a turnover or two. Maybe your special teams comes up and wins this ball game for X man. You know. Um, I'm Rattler's just, gonna be Rattler. He'll be, you know, eighteen for twenty with three twenty five, three fifty. If you can get another hundred hundred and pick up another, say, hundred and fifty to hundred and seventy five in the run game, uh, you know, you should win the ball game. He's a lot higher on Mario Anderson than I am. I'm gonna be sure. I, more so on the run fun, game, I, mean, I think, because I'm I'm looking at it as uh, well, he we've just more, developed started this this running yeah. game, but you've got you know, and it's building. It, yeah. it, it's getting better. The loss of that lineman up front, though, and, and the continuity could, of that line is could, where I'm looking that at. That could that could yeah. hurt you. It could, but uh, I mean, Anderson's a guy right now, but 64 for 328. That's not a lot for me. Granted, I think he probably needs it 25 a game. Well, that'll I mean, build the average up, but you only got two touchdowns with him. I mean, well, you got to really show me somebody since you've actually started him for well, the most part. You're right. And, and he only, had, he only had 10 carries against Tennessee. I mean, here's your true running back. You've got to give him the ball more than 10 times the ball game. I just don't see him as a true running back. I just don't. I mean, he was. I, I mean, he looked good at, at Newberry. He was all American. I mean, B Rez All American at Newberry. But, <laughs> but I you mean, remember, like Mario said, I hope comes. They do play, man. I mean, I hope he plays. Yeah, Mario great. comes from from Newberry, where they ended up winning that that national title in the process yeah. of all that. So he he knows what championship football looks like. He's yeah. from Somerville. Let's just throw yeah. it out there. <laughs> yeah. There you go with the, with that. But I just, and then, like I said, he he may go up there this weekend and say, you know what, that day blame boy on that Lakeland sports guy. I'm going to show his tail something quick. <laughs> And that's what I want him to do, man. I, I want I want to see the best we can get. I do agree. If you start handing the ball more times, that average might go up. But he just, I mean, coming off a championship at a Newberry is, I mean, that's that's impressive. But I mean, it's just not what we need. I don't think he's a guy that we hope that we have around for the next two or three years. We got to go find a running back. Well, you will, you yeah. will. and I agree with that. But I mean, we saw what he could do. I mean, he had one play at Tennessee. Now, Tennessee is not a bad program, okay? Let's just admit that. They're not bad defensively. He touched the ball one time, goes 75 yards, and he's out running people. <laughs> he's got to break away. So, so no I mean, that, this, you know, but well, anyway. Missouri, too, has, has a – their defense is better than South Carolina's. And, that's, and their offense, in particular, in my opinion, is probably up there with one of the elite. Um, they did have a, a – a down game last week, but 
everybody has a down game somewhere in that line. But what they did to LSU and, and just absolutely – and they yeah. didn't do anything spectacular in that, in that game either. No. Um, they just threw it all over the field. They've got wide receivers that are quick, uh, and it's yak yards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not they'll, – they'll beat you every now and then with a deep ball, but most yeah. of it's the yak yards. I like those. Those are my favorite of the yards, man. Like I said, Corey Schrader, man, that's your running back. He's got right at 700 yards and running the ball. He's got seven touchdowns. We've got to figure a scheme out to shut Cook down totally. And and that's what happened last week. Luther Burden, the third, man, that's the speed demon. They talk about in the SEC. And Kentucky shut him down. For the most part. So, we got to have that defensive guy come up, step up. And we were hoping it's going to be Stone Blanton, but I'm not sure he's going to be ready to play or not. But we got to get the shutdown down. This is a game that we should look at on paper and say, you know what? They're top 20, but we can win this game. And I just oh, I yeah. don't see it. I, I'm just not there yet. I'm not one of these. I don't know. I'm still where I'm at right now with this football team. All right. Well, we'll find out uh, the story. Um, basically, it, it's going to be – you know, the defense versus the offense. Can South yep. Carolina's defense stop that well, high-flying offense? And this may be a game where special teams plays a bigger part than what you realize. Yeah, and we haven't we seen think. much of that this and year. We have. Well, we have. We've seen onside kicks that Carolina recovered. We've fake seen punts. fake punts that went for first downs. So, I mean, you know, uh, let's get out there and go play the game. Looking forward to it. It should be a fun one. 3.30 is when this game gets underway. Mizzou is a seven-point favorite in all of this uh, as they head on up to Columbia, Missouri in the Mayor's Cup that is coming your way. But this game, uh, did I say where this game? Yeah, it's going to be on the SEC Network. SEC Network, yeah. To go along with that. So looking forward to that. That brings us to the Clemson Tigers as they are already down there in Homestead uh, getting ready to take on the Miami Hurricanes in this regard. Miami has lost two in a row uh, in the process and and two in a row in just bizarre, (laughs) mind-blowing ways when you want to look at it. Much like Clemson lost their first two ACC games in a row, just weird things ended up happening. So these two are going to end up meeting. Um, This is a really good offense uh, versus Clemson's defense in my regard that's coming in. Clemson's offense is going to have to show some production in this one. They're going to have to be able to move the ball. They're going to have to convert third downs. That's going to be a deciding factor, I think, in this one because if you can't – you know, you can't keep up with Miami. You're not going to be able uh, to win this ball game. Well, you got to stay ahead of the chains, and uh, we'll know early what Clemson's game plan. If they come out throwing the ball on first and second down instead of turning around and handing it to Shipley and Moffa, then somebody needs to go up there and knock on that <laughs> offensive coordinator's door and say, uh, "The best two players you got on the field have not touched the ball yet." Give it to them. I'd rather be third and four than I would be second and nine. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're going to be if they try to start throwing the ball because their receivers have not proven yet, other than Brown, that they could get open on their own. And you get Williams back this week. That's going to be another huge game. And that, but do you take Brown out of the game to put Williams in? No, you put one one side, one in the slot. We'll we'll find out. (laughs) We'll find out how smart these offensive coaches, that's what we would do. But, uh, everybody says you got to look at Miami and what they did with North Carolina and how good that game was with North Carolina. And I, I'm, I'm, I went back and I watched that game and yeah, it, they were that good. I mean, they scored some points, but, 
North Carolina has proven all season long that you're going to have to outscore them in order to win the game because they don't play much defense. No. <laughs> I mean, the and, defense and, is at Duke. It's not at North Carolina. And, and since they added Walker as another weapon, and he's proven to be a weapon, but when you got a Drake May throwing the ball, you know, that's a that's a weapon in itself. Yeah, but, so it's, it's, but, you know, and I don't think the Miami quarterback is a Drake May by no means. Uh, the coaching – yeah, Cristobal has made some dumb calls and some dumb – Well, the stuff. penalty to lose the North Carolina game yeah. with him being on the field and, and sportsmanlike. I mean, that that's just mind-boggling. Well, I mean, but – how many times have you seen the other coaches on the field? Well, they usually go to they usually go to the line judge though. They don't yeah, walk out to right, the white hat, right? But I mean, that's that's <laughs> unexcusable. We, we understand that, yeah. but uh, but it, it's, it's going to be a good ball game. I think uh, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, uh, I just hope that it don't get in. You know, this is going back to Klubnik's first game, first start, and the bowl game. And it didn't quite go as well as he would like to to have gone. I just hope that don't get in his head. I hope he's flushed that game. And and uh, you go back to the in. first two games when he threw yeah. the two interceptions. Yeah. He's gone 150 passes now without an interception out and there. That's, that's why I'm knocking on wood yeah. that that continues. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what you want. And and we've seen him grow through the year. And uh, but he's still a young quarterback learning a new system. So. Uh, but they've got some weapons, and I, I still I think that uh, Clemson defense is is better than the Miami defense to begin with. Offenses they may be about the same. I mean, Clemson can put some points on the board if everything clicks, if the receivers can get open, and if they can hold on to the ball when they catch it. And the only reliable one that we well. Two now they've started throwing a little bit more to Chris's favorite tight end. You know, bringing so bring, <laughs> I'm him and Brown have yeah. really elevated that receiving core, and now you get Williams back. Um, they, they got a shot to win this. That's game. key. To, that's the key to the game. Uh, well, it's still in the back of my mind. You know, if it comes down to special teams and that field goal kicking. Well, there Could is. that cost you the game? Gunn, by the way, is back. He's been at practice all week, um, uh, hoping for a little competition to, to go on with Wise in, in the process of all well, that. So we, 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 we will probably see him a little bit this week. I think so, too. And I think just having the other guy there that has been there for four years, just his leadership and his, you know, kickers are so weird anyway. And and now, no case. He, you know, maybe he can get in the gun's head and say, this is what you need to do, and gun actually listen to it <laughs> as opposed to the coaches. So. Yeah, I like I like the offense versus the Miami defense in this yeah. one. Miami gave up five, over 500 yards of offense last week against North Carolina. South, you know, and Clemson has had, what, a week off, uh, so an extra week Super of preparation player. to kind of get ready and for get this. Well. Yeah, and, and get well. And that's healthy. the key, get healthy. And that, that's been um, a big difference. Maybe. Hopefully they've, they've – Straighten out their right guard situation in this week off. Um, that could be a big help. So, but it should that? be fun. Night game down there uh, at the Hard Rock Cafe in Miami Gardens. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a whiteout, by the way, down there. So <laughs> we may see Clemson and Orange. Wouldn't that be fun? Or, yeah. <laughs> well, and, but here again, you know, 
a lot of the Clemson people do not like them 7.30 games. Well, this is uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. <laughs> We're going to make it 30 minutes later. Even worse. Make you wait another 30 minutes. And, and it'll probably be 8 12 yeah, every 12 before, 12 before they kick. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. it'll be 8 30 before the first offensive play is run because you're going to kick the ball off and then you're going to have about 10 minutes of commercials. <laughs> you know, as, as bad as we talked about, Clemson's played offensively. I'm a stat guy. Tyler Van Dyke and, and uh, Drake Mayer right there together. They're only a 122 yards separate them. Van Dyke has more touchdown passes, but he also has a couple more interceptions. So look at OK over there on that other side. He's got 1,370 yards. He's got 11 touchdowns. He's only got two picks. And that's why I think Clemson wins this game. And then you got Miami. Let's let's run the ball a little bit. Shipley had, Shipley's had a bad year is what I've been hearing. Well, they hadn't I mean, run the ball. I mean, you know, but, I mean, the kids still – I mean, Moffa's only got 341 yards rushing. they got to get the ball. I mean, those two guys you run the ball against in Miami, which is a – color what it is, it's putrid. This defense at Miami is putrid. They're awful. Um and a lot of teams put the stats up against them. And the only thing I see positive for Miami is that my, my favorite receiver now, Xavier Restrepo. So now he caught the ball and gave it back to the official and they repo or they repoed from it. The question I have for y'all going in, I'm going to ask you right now, what bonehead mistake does Cristobal do this week that cost them the game against Clemson? I've already thought about it. I think it could come down to a two-point conversion. He has a chance to tie Clemson, and he goes for two and home to win it. And if that's the bonehead mistake he makes, then he he he, he gets an applaud, and we give him a golden apple this week. I just – I don't think this is going to be that close a football game because of the, the Miami defense. And you can go ahead. Now, this is one of my chaos picks. I'm taking the Tigers. All right. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, with all that. But uh, – <laughs> I- I got to call it. Well, like I said, I got it two, is what it is. Yeah, those, you, but, you put it out there, plain and simple. I mean, there are a couple of games that we do. We don't have time to highlight. I mean, SEC and ACC ball balls are on fire this week. Duke FSU. I thought about this one, and I'm like, I don't think <laughs> Leonard's 100 percent still. If he's 100 percent, FSU's Jordan Travis is that much better. Uh, I thought about Alabama and Tennessee. But Alabama's just doing what Alabama does, they are. and that's win football. Much like Abbeville, they just win football games. But the one I'm going to tell you is that I'm going to go ahead and just pick. I'm going to take Penn State at Columbus, Ohio. I'd love to see that. Ohio State. That's the that's the second game. I had another one for you, and it's, and it's tonight, actually. And what I went and looked at is James Madison at Marshall. So, if you want a football game tonight that's on TV. That's a good football game to Marshall's watch. Marshall's getting the points, and they're at home. So, it's a four-point game. I mean, Marshall's getting the points at home. I'm taking Marshall all day at home over James Madison. But the one I want you to think about, is the one that, that we were going to talk about. This is the first time that I think Georgia is going to get challenged. And I think that Graham Mertz could have a huge game against that Georgia defense. We saw Graham last week. Our defense isn't near as good. It's not my chaotic pick, but don't be stunned if it is. But the one I think that is going to happen, and it happens to my boy Sarkeesian, he goes to Houston to play Dana Holgerson. And I, I'm going to go ahead and take the Cougars over Texas Longhorns. Holy cow. That's it. That's all I got oh, for you, man. I'm going to leave it oh, on now. <laughs> I'm going with Houston at home. Oh. No spreads. We play straight up. We don't go straight. Mm. <laughs> all right. So, there you have it. Chris that is chaos. chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> that set the football world up on this here real quick. That's what we hunting. That's what we yeah. hunting. 
All right. Uh, one game, too, I want to make mention of, uh, well, a couple of them here. First, Erskine is going to be in action uh, this coming um, Saturday. They are heading up to take on UVYs, a team that absolutely destroyed them last year and is ranked this year as well. So um, when you look at, at UV, um, you know, th th this this could be a, another one of those games that's over by the end of the first quarter. Let's hope not. But like I said, keep playing what you're doing. I mean, just – each game you got, I love what the coach said today. When the, when the grass starts to turn brown, hadn't heard that since Willis Burkett either. But when, when it starts to turn brown, it's football season, and it's time to go out and play. And Shadow just he, he's looking for that one elusive game too. And I mean, this is probably not going to be it. But let's just just hold it to within twenty points and come home and get ready for the next game. All right, the other game I want to talk about uh, is actually happening tomorrow. Uh, it'll be at 2.30, and it's going to be up at Western Carolina. The Catamounts, who are ranked 14th as of right now, they get number three ranked, the Furman Paladins, in this one. This could it's, be – It's chaotic. A, I, it's, yeah, it's right there. I just didn't tell you about it. Um, it the thing was, it's at, it's at Western Carolina, and they're getting almost seven points in that game. Mm -hmm. That's That tells you right there. I mean, Cole Gonzalez – and you know what I think about Tyler Huff. Cole Gonzalez is every bit as good as this kid is. And like I said, I had to go back to it. I'm, I lost it somewhere. But anyway, stat-wise, they're pretty close. But I would definitely take Western Carolina in this game. And I love them Dens, man. Furman football has been exciting all year. And, it, you know, Furman wins this game. That's a push that they need to get where they want to go. That's, that's that, that road win that you need. So. All right. Well, it's going to be fun uh, finding out what all happens. High school action starts tonight. Get out there, support your teams. Dixie going to be in action uh, as well. Then Saturday we got some action. Uh, Where Shoals uh, or no? Uh, it's going to be Calhoun Falls and McCormick. Mm -hmm. Six o'clock on Saturday. Everybody else is Friday, seven thirty. We look forward to seeing their Hall of Fame night over at Emerald or at Greenwood. And then Emerald is on the road. They're going to be taking on Union County for hopefully their first win of the season as well, pending nothing spooky or Chris's chaotic goes on. Well, boys, we are home. <laughs> yep. So Eagle that, one has landed. Eagle one has landed back at the bat. So it should be a fun night of football. That's Chris Cox. Got the coach, Dan Spivey. I'm Tom Carroll. Have a great football weekend. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.